Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Give the Lord a proper praise offering. Shout it out! Come on, church, shout it out! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Father God, in this atmosphere, we welcome you. We pray, have your way in our midst by your Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you to the band. What a powerful day it has been. Praise God. Now first, let me make eye contact. Welcome to Little Falls, not lukewarm Christian center. Little Falls on fire Christian center. Little Falls on the brand. And the brand don't stand so. So praise God, we'll be on fire for our Lord tonight. Amen. Well, welcome. God is about to do great things in people's lives. The Lord is about to touch people. He's, a, he's about to do a thing and things in people's lives they've never expected. They never they thought they could do something for God. They never thought they could prophesy. They never thought they could lay hands on the sick and, that, and they will recover. They never thought that they would be used of God. Never thought that. Maybe you are that person tonight. Maybe you are that person that says, I need a challenge. I don't like to stay the same. Stay the same is for someone else. Am I talking to the right crowd? Praise God. Be on fire for your God. This is the hour to be on fire. This is the hour to seek God like never before in your life. Whatever you've done in your life, whatever you've achieved, whatever spiritually you have done, the time has come to up your game. And that is for this whole church. That is for every single person listening here tonight. Because we are in such a time. We are in such a time. A time of seeking. If, if you are not seeking God, there will be trouble in the land, in the spiritual land. There'll be trouble in your season if there's no seeking. God places us in seasons. He takes you and He places you in a season, no matter good or bad. Listen to me, church. Good or bad, it's the same God. Once you understand that, you will get out of your season into where God wants to place you. Many people only expect a good season. If it's not good, then it's not God. <laughs> Maybe it's exactly where you find yourself that because of decisions, because of things, I find myself in the place I am at. So this is a message from eight to 80. And if you're older than that, more so. <laughs> Amen. So let me, let me get going. My voice is holding. God is good. God is in this place. I want you to go to 1 Samuel 9.26. We have limited time. And it's, uh, it's holiday. Isn't that a wonderful idea? 
Isn't that just great? Amen. Hello, Stefan. 1 Samuel 9.26. 1 Samuel 9.26. Let me read this to you. I want to share with you what happens, what happens when a person is catapulted into a season. What happens to a person when you just get by, when you just go on, when you just float along and suddenly you find yourself, what has just, what has happened here just now? What, what, what happened to me? Let, let us start here. 1 Samuel 9, 26. They arose early and it was about the dawning of the day that Samuel called to Saul on the top of the house saying, get up that I may send you on your way. Get up that I may send you on your way. And Saul arose and both of them went outside, he and Samuel. Right, there's a whole, whole story before this. This is quite, it's one of those fascinating pieces of scripture in the Bible or portions where God comes and he starts manifesting himself to a person. And then he says, get up that I may send you on your way. And Saul arose and both of them went outside, he and Samuel. As they were going down the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, tell the servant to go on ahead of us. And he went on. But you stand here a while that I may announce to you the word of God. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? Now that's quite a fascinating piece of statement. Is it not that, that the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? You see, this man was walking as an ordinary man. If you know the story of Saul, Saul wasn't famous. He was just stunningly beautiful. How many of you feel like that? He, <laughs> I'm, you know, he's not famous yet, <laughs> but he doesn't know the fame that will come to him. So, so Saul finds himself, you know, when you, when you just have your swagger on and you, you walk around and you just look the part. Now there's a big difference between looking the part and playing the part. Believe me, it's a massive difference. Looking the part is for everybody. That's for all the children of God. But playing the part, that is a total another story. Now, let me tell you something about Saul. Maybe you've done a proper study about his life. I have done. <laughs> and Saul, obviously, even today, the, the, the name Saul is given to many, many uh, children in Israel still. They highly regard Saul as the first king of Israel. Highly regard him. That name Saul, any Sauls here tonight? There should be one at least. All right. All right. Any Peters? <laughs> That's New Testament. Oh, wait, leave it there. So now suddenly Saul, this is the thing about Saul's life. Saul, can you imagine your father just entrusting you with, with going to look for donkeys. This is his life. This is everything mentioned 
before he became a king. He's just used to, oh, my son, would you go and look for my two donkeys? I mean, this is a big family. It's a big family. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of servants. It's a well-to-do family. They're from the Benjamin tribe, but yet his father only expect him to go and look for donkeys. How many lives, spiritual lives, looks like that? <laughs> I'm just looking for a donkey. There's no purpose. There's no plan. There's nothing. It's just a donkey. My life is a donkey. It's slow. There's nothing going on. Maybe your season feels like that. Feel like Saul. You know, now myself and a servant. He even takes a servant with him. Two people looking for a donkey. And even the servant has got more purpose than, than Saul. Because the servant even carries some money on him. <laughs> Which he doesn't. He just walks looking for a donkey. But then everything about this man changed. He had a meeting with God. And we know the story. What happened is that Hophni and Pinias were killed, all right? The high priest's son. Then Samuel had two sons. And the two sons of Samuel went off the track. They were appointed as judges and they went off the track. Now suddenly they say Samuel was old. In God's eyes, age doesn't count. You'll see this man, this, this old Samuel, speaking the Word of God accurately every single time. And now suddenly the nation says he's old. Not so. <laughs> Be careful when it comes to age. Be very careful. Now suddenly what happens here is that Samuel's sons makes a havoc in the nation and now the elders of the nation came together. Out of time, out of their season, they made a decision that here's a soul. Here's a man that suddenly now were catapulted into a new season. Was that God's plan? You see, God could take any person and transform that life. And this is exactly what God did to Saul. He actually did transform his life. He actually helped him to become a king. He anointed him. It might have not been God's perfect will as a king because I believe that soon King David would have come up through the ranks. King David would have been. That was God's plan all the while. But now we sit with a soul, a donkey seeker. A donkey seeker, a king, now suddenly a king. And this is problematic. Because if you have the attitude of just doing meager things for your God, then if you just exist, then it's time to change your season. Then it's time to be catapulted into the right season. And the right season in every season is to seek God. And praise God, we have, <laughs> praise the Lord. But listen to this. So here, Samuel says, then he took a flask of oil, put it on his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? So it's not about what you do. It's about what God's plan is. And God's plan is I want to appoint this man to look after his inheritance. And his inheritance was allotted to the Israelites. The Israelites were allotted pieces 
and portions of land to take care. Because Satan has a massive big problem with the land that God has given to the Israelites. So God says to this king, listen, take care of my land. Don't let the people take my land, my inheritance, which I've given, take care of it. You see, your spiritual life is your inheritance. And if you don't know what an inheritance is, go to the book of Ephesians 1 and 1 to about the first portion. There's 15 spiritual blessings for every single Christian. Go and seek it. I'm not going to tell it to you. I told you the previous time, that's something to go and look. Go and see what God has given us in spiritual blessings. But here this man now suddenly finds himself that he's a king. Now, there's certain things that happened to him, you know, in becoming a king. He needed to be anointed and there needed to be a plan. So, in 1 Samuel 10, 9, it says, So it was, when he had turned back to go from Samuel, that God gave him another heart and all those signs come to pass that day. We need another heart if you want to see God. That's the number one thing God does to any person, when you seek God, when you truly, truly seek God, your heart changes. And when your heart changes, everything around you changes because you can face anything, you can go through any single thing. So maybe you have problems here tonight. Maybe you say, my heart is not right anymore. You see, has your circumstances changed? what God wants to do in your life? Is circumstances now greater than God? Suddenly, God is not alive anymore. Suddenly, the God of Israel is dead. Where is God in my circumstances? You see, Saul's greatest challenge after God touched his heart, when God touched his heart, there's the number one thing that changes, and that is my obedience. What I become obedient becomes my heritage. If there's no obedience, there's no spiritual heritage. Is it heritage somewhere? Do we celebrate this weekend? My goodness, I totally forgot about that. Well, the Word of God has more importance than that. So what did, what did Saul suddenly find himself in? He found himself in that now... He's got to walk as a king. Start, he's got to talk as a king. He's got to be an example. And when they appointed him, what's the first thing he did? He hid. <laughs> Number one thing, when, when you look for a donkey, go and hide. This is, this is now, suddenly he hides behind the implements where the Lord, where they, where they inquired of the Lord, where is this man? And the Lord showed out, there's your hiding. <laughs> See, you cannot hide anymore. Time for hiding in Little Falls is gone. Time for hiding in God's kingdom should be gone. Time to stand up. Time to be anointed. Time to stand up for your God and not go after the donkeys, but to go after the anointing, the power of God. That is the seeking you need to do in your life right now. It's a time of preparation. It's really in the spirit. We can prophesy now. It's a time of preparation. Not preppers. Don't get the food cupboard just full of oil. Canola or whatever. 
the real oil in the Spirit. That is what the church of God needs to do now in this hour. We look at the world, it's busy dictating, you know. It's, it's the, the, the birth pains are happening. We experience now on a weekly basis with a petrol price. When it comes, there's another pain. I don't know what I'm talking about with birth pains, really. We men, we don't. But now we know what it feels like. We properly know what it feels like in the economy now. It's, it's this pain that is here. But listen to this. God had a plan. Imagine God had the most wonderful plan with your life. Imagine God had such a plan with your life that God would basically give an instruction about four to five hundred years here and here it will come pass. Imagine it's one of God's greatest instructions. Have you heard of the thing, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Now anything that touches you, vengeance is the Lord's. As long as you don't fight about that, as Frank said this morning. But listen to this. Imagine, can you imagine you start seeking God? But really, I'm, 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 we are talking about the real deal. Where, where you say, God, it's you and me. That's it. And then God starts answering you. Guess what was God's plan through the man called Saul? One of the greatest things in the Bible you remember when Israel came through the desert? What's the worst thing that anybody did, anybody did to them? They came Amalek from behind, and Amalek killed the weak. That's all they could do. And God said, take note. Take note. This is what the Lord said. And then the Lord, so Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in a book. Can you imagine God, his, his vengeance, I'm going to get them back. <laughs> and then he says, and recount it in the hearing of Joshua as he enters the promised land. He said that I will utterly destroy and blot out the, the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name, the Lord is my banner. That's the place. Now imagine that promise God wants to fulfill through of, or a, a significant important promise God wants to fulfill in your life. Where you need to be spiritually to do exactly what God wants to do in your life. Now Saul was the man to wipe out Amalek. Not David, not nobody else except Saul. Did he do it? Yes, he went for it. You can, you can actually read here what he was supposed to do. I'll read to you what, what he's supposed to do. 1 Samuel 15. It says here, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over the people, over Israel. This is now Samuel. Now therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel. Now we ambushed him on the way when he came out of Egypt. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have done and do not spare them. And for the children's sake, I won't read the other part. This is what God had planned through this man's life. Nobody else. He was the man. And what did he do? Through disobedience, he basically 
wanted to show the nation. This, this is the problem sometimes with spiritual leadership. We want to show how great we are while we are nothing. Here, here, all he had to do is take the king out, do what he's supposed to do, and God would have gotten all the glory. Job not done. How many jobs in our lives are not done because we are not seeking God? How many things we are passing by that the enemy gets away with in the schools, young people, parents? How many things will we let the enemy get away with? We need to make serious business in this hour with our God. It's no more time to reflect on yesterday. Yesterday's gone. We are in a new age. This is the age of prayer. This is the age of fasting. This is the age of seeking your God like never before for your family in your life because there's an inheritance. Our children, if the Lord does not come now, then I need to be on point, on game, not seeking donkeys. I've got to surrender my kingship. I've got to be a servant. I've got to be a son of God. You see, in every son, there should be a servant. And in every servant, there should be a son. And when we approach our God, and we really mean business with our God, I will put my hand on the Bible to tell you, it is impossible not to hear from God. It is impossible not to experience Him in a new way. And He wants that for you. He's got so much better than what you currently have, spiritually. Amen. So here's what he did. But Saul and the people spared Agag. You see the name there, Agag. It gags you to think of it. He did not do the job. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good. This is the key to a proper spiritual life. All the things that seems good are not good. All the things that seems gain, you must lose. Once you lose it, you become changed into another man. And that another man, you're only interested to give God all the glory in your life. You humble yourselves before your mighty God. Amen. So Saul, now finally you hear these words. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I greatly regret that I've set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. Straight, that, I mean, that breaks my heart. I wonder how many things I have not done, what I should have done, where I should have prayed, where I should have come to a prayer meeting, where I should have been in a cell group, being a cell intern, a cell leader, zone supervisor, where I should have been a pastor, where maybe you should have been, you should have had your own church. You should have can change today to I'm going there. This is my hour. Amen. Praise God, we have enough time. So, this is what the Lord says in John 15, 15. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, 
for all things that I've heard from my father, my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go out and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. What is it that you want really tonight? I told you right at the beginning, the Lord wants to answer. There is a powerful anointing here for answered prayers. Proper, proper, not donkey prayers. Prayers that, Lord, I commit. Lord, it's my hour. I'm gonna stand fast in my family, in my workplace, in my relationships. I'm not letting go. I'm seeking God now. I've got the sword. My sword is ready. It's ready to cut. Amen. You see, King David said the following. One thing, one thing I have desired, Psalm 27, 4, of the Lord, that I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord. Like the priest and the high priest, he was the only one who could go once a year into the Holy of Holies. Christ has prepared a way for us to enter that place daily. Daily. If you don't enter that place of significance, that place of promise, that place of seeking, then believe me, the time we are in, it will make nothing of you. You will become a statistic. Not so. Not so in this church, not so in your family, not so with your spiritual inheritance. Not so. So, church, let us end there. Enough of that. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Please bow your heads, close your eyes. If you have come into this place tonight and you know, you know in your heart, you just know that things are not right. You just know that your best is not good enough. You need to give it all. Then tonight is that night. And if you are ready to make that kind of commitment, I'm first of all talking about people that want to commit their lives to Christ. And people say that I'm finished playing games. I'm not here by accident tonight. Tonight is my night. My life is turning around. Please put up your hands. Please put up. Put it up all over this place. Put it up. Yes. Yes. It takes a man. It takes a bold person. Yes, put it up. There's more hands here. Yes, put it up. Put it up. As you put it up, please stand. Please stand. That young man, please stand. People, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. It's your night. God is, God is about to do things in people's lives they cannot imagine. Come on. Playing games is over. There's more people here tonight. There's more people. Maybe you've backslidden, really backslidden. You've been coming to church, even been going to sell, even been doing your thing, but you know it's not right. Please stand up. Tonight's your night. That's it. Yes, the Lord is showing me faces here. Amen. 
All those people, please come to the front. Please, don't be ashamed. Come here. Come to us. Come to us. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a praise offering for the people here. Amen. Amen. That's why God built this place. That's why Pastor Harold and Mort have given their lives for this. Literally their lives and their family, their lives for this place. Look at this. Amen. Amen. Just lift up your hands before the, in the presence of God and pray after me. Say, Father God, please come into my life. Please forgive me of all of my sins. Please wash me now in the blood of Jesus. I forgive every person that has ever hurt me or harmed me. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my personal Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are my Lord and you are my God. I praise your holy name. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.